welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Hello and welcome to your episode of the podcast, Self-Evolution Regardless. So in today's episode, we will be talking about what children... Um, learn and basically children learn because of what they live with so this uh, episode is inspired by the website doncoveabbey.org again she has really awesome um, content in regards to um, healthy families abuse alcoholic alcoholism and everything and so I got inspired by her website So in terms of um, whether a child, I mean, it all starts from childhood, basically. If you're going to grow up to be an adult that's effective in the society, then it all starts with the environment you've been raised in. If you were raised in an environment that, uh, for example, encourages, encourages fear, and you... As, I mean, as you, as far as you can remember, of course, you have been living in this environment, uh, which, which encourages fear. You've been living with fear, basically. You will learn to be apprehensive. You will learn to be too vigilante than necessary. Um, you will learn to. to to be more careful than the average person can and so you will be an adult who gets scared faster and more intensely than the average which is kind of dangerous of course Um, if as a child you've been living with pity I mean all you have ever noticed your parents do to you is make you feel like you are worthless or you or your your siblings or your friends 
ever since childhood, uh, you know, look down on you and, you know, see you as this pathetic person, you will grow up to be someone who feels constantly sorry for themselves. And let me explain further in this point. If you have been living with pity and feeling like a pathetic person in the household context, uh, feeling sorry for yourself is going to be automatic once you're an adult. No, no matter how much effort, uh, no matter the effort that you make in trying to achieve something or some sort of a goal, you're always going to find yourself uh, replaying this tape at the back of your head that you are uh, nothing but a little useless uh, creature. You're basically going to feel sorry for yourself and um, you feel like you're not capable of achieving anything and you're going to feel sorry for yourself because you've been living with pity all your childhood, basically. If you have been living with ridicule in your household, for example, remember the times when uh, grades, when it comes to grades, and your peers have had excellent grades and all, and your parents keep comparing you to your siblings because they've had better grades, or uh, someone they know they've had better grades than you, and so you've been living with ridicule all your childhood. Basically, if if all of your childhood you've been having average grades, then what you're gonna expect is ridicule. You're gonna be you're gonna be made to feel small, you know, to feel like someone who's trivial, not just in grades, but um, even in the chores, basically. I mean, sometimes in chores, if you don't do something as well as X, Y, or Z, that being your sibling or your cousin or whomever, then, um, then that, that's basically you being made ridicule as a ridicule as an adult you will learn to feel shy therefore when the child um you know learning to feel shy all the time is because of the system that they grew up in since childhood everything they do is basically ridiculed um, they, they've been put down, they've been made fun of, they've been laughed at, and so they basically feel like they're trivial in the family, they feel like they're useless. And when they grow up to be adults, they feel so shy that they will suppress their emotions, they will not express themselves as much as they would when, uh, you know, like they were children, basically. So this is pretty sad to have to go through, to have to put up with, should I say. And living with ridicule, you know, teaches, is a very tough and hurtful lesson to have to learn. And nobody deserves to live in an abusive environment, obviously. But emotionally abusive parents who make their children live with ridicule every single day, um... It's going to make them suffer, and it's going to make them suffer a lot because they will grow up to be adults who maybe turn into introversion and they will stop connecting with people. 
and they will not uh, they will not be able to interact as well with people they will turn into themselves more often and um, isolate themselves maybe even possibly become like a lost child but not necessarily so maybe I mean it's a possibility but they're gonna feel shy because of um, their fear of uh, being uh, ridiculed for what they do and you know feeling like they're less than okay another case is if children live with jealousy okay so let's put it this way if a child is constantly constantly compared to their siblings for whatever reason whatever thing that they do uh, or friends or cousin or whomever and basically they're at the same age so there's no you know big difference in terms of age usually and if they live with jealousy or if they made or if the abusive parent made their siblings jealous of that child you know vice versa either either can happen you know both cases can happen they're gonna grow up to feel and to learn to feel envy for others um, and to make others envy them because it's a vicious cycle and as we said earlier it all starts from childhood so if a childhood lives if a child I'm sorry if a child lives with jealousy all the time Either they're jealous of others because they're constantly compared to them or uh, put in this pedestal because abusive parents made others uh, feel jealous of them, then they will grow up to be obsessed with the idea of envy and that would be something that they strive for. And now that they have lived their jealousy, they will learn what envy is and they will eventually do it and it's extremely sad moving on to another case of bad um, things that children may live with if a child lives with shame and I'm gonna be talking about shame in another episode more thoroughly more deeply because i like this topic a lot the word shame has so much to um so much worth discovering so if they live with shame if they live with this constant uh feeling and blame and reminder uh reminding of their parents that they are <laughs> faulty, that they're flawed, that they are shouldn't do that, they shouldn't be like this, etc, etc. They will learn to feel guilty. Because a lot of the times, whenever they do something, uh, even just for example, uh, they drew a happy girl in the house and a son on a wall for example and they're made to feel and they li and they've been living with shame all their childhood these people will grow up to feel guilty over the smallest things they do 
and and everything will seem to them as um, some kind of a guilt that they have to suffer from and go through even though uh, a lot of the things may have nothing to do with them it's just that the system that they have been uh, raised in showed them the painful side of life and concentrated on shame so much that they grow up to feel guilty over the smallest things and this is very unfortunate um, I mean it's really sad to have to go through this and to have to grow up to be someone who feels all these things you know um, oh and I forgot two more which are extremely important if a child lives with criticism they learn to condemn if a child does a project for example and it can be any kind of uh, that relates to schoolwork for example if it's artistic and um, this child's siblings are more uh, lenient towards scientific fields like engineering or medicine or nursery or whatever and um, they are each, each and every time that they try to make this project uh, successful and they try to impress their parents and also siblings um, and make them look at their project and appreciate uh, this child of theirs this uh, you know sibling of theirs they are criticized and um, they're just the family seems to point at the negative side of the project more than they do um, you know towards or at the positive side they tend to uh, highlight the cons instead of the pros and once and twice and thrice and more and more times this becomes uh, a pattern of uh, behavior this criticism does not come once in a while and if any time the child comes up with an idea and tries to discuss it with the family it'll come across as something always worth criticizing and the criticism is not even constructive this kind of criticism is destructive and it focuses on the bad side of everything and the bad consequences and the dangers and the risks and all that and even just saying these words is really negative and it gives negative vibes and all that I really don't believe in the law of rejection, but I think it has something to do with those concepts. And so it really, uh, you know, gives this feeling of discomfort and um, annoyance if you just keep, you know, if, if you were in the situation basically and constantly criticize over the things you want to pursue or the things you lean towards or anything if as a child you have been living with criticism you will learn to condemn as an adult if all you received if all you ever received since childhood is criticism then 
anything that anyone else does is for you condemnable because that's all you have been uh you know you know the, that's all that has been taught in front of you that's all that has been um shown in front of you there was no way there is no other way um that is shown to you besides criticism so you will learn to be an adult who constantly condemns, who constantly judges and criticizes and looks at the bad side of everything. So that's painful. And the final one is if children live with hostility, they learn to fight. If children live within, in an environment where there's constant argumentation and screams and loud fights between their parents, or, you know, constant daily sparks of argument. Um, and it gets physical, you know, to the point where um, even between one of their parents and one of their siblings, if it gets hostile, or even between their parents and themselves, they learn to fight. And to elaborate further, yeah, fighting becomes their defense and coping uh, mechanism that they use uh, to try to handle the hostility that they've been living through as a child. Therefore, I'm to find that uh, teenagers who are hostile and violent um, turn out to have a bad childhood, a childhood filled with hostility, violence, um, assault, and, you know, threats even, and so their adolescence is going to be extremely difficult because of how much violence they've gone through as a child, and themselves or even uh, the traumatizing experience that they have uh, seen with their caretakers. So they might have witnessed the abusive uh, scene with either or both of their caretakers or uh, have experienced the trauma themselves. So either way it's going to be extremely difficult but in adulthood um, because of their uh, their lifestyle that was imposed on them as children filled with hostility they grew up to be adults who will want to learn to fight as a coping mechanism uh, to to kind of like uh, you know calm down the raging side uh, and pain that they have gone through so it's kind of like a medicine that they have to use so that they can calm down the pain of uh, their rough childhood that they have been going through so I mean already just reading all these words and just visually looking at them aches my heart and I really wish none of this on anybody, no matter what, because it's all painful and it all leads to bad 
choices and bad decisions and um, more harm than good to society. A lot of the times, um, you know, as adults, we focus on trying to control the children because we see them as wild little creatures <laughs> that need to be tamed. And 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 as parents or even aunts or uncles, you know, uh, we seem to want to tame the children and order them to do whatever it is that we want, regardless of their uh, wants and wishes and needs. Sometimes you've, I mean, I personally find myself a little bit strict, and I personally regret that because I really wish I were more lenient towards. Um, you know, these children that I am close to, uh, or close with, and home, therefore, seems to be a place where children first learn to limit their wishes, abide by the rules, and consider the rights and needs of others first and foremost, and above all. So they learn to limit their wishes. A lot of the times children will want this and want this doll and want this car and want this toy and all we do is basically uh, you know, say no as frequently as possible and in that way we try to limit what the children wish for. Um, we make the children abide by rules to constrict their behaviors and try to um, n not make, not allow them to do everything, of course. They have to abide by the rules that we provide so that they are good and well-behaved children. And they must absolutely consider the rights and needs of others before theirs. As children, you know, they are lovable, innocent, ignorant creatures. And so, if we constantly teach them to consider the rights and needs of others, they're going to disregard themselves and become too selfless, and all they want to do is to pursue the satisfaction and pleasure of their caretaker. And um, home is basically the place where all of this happens, unfortunately. Home is the shelter where children grow and develop their personality, but it's also the place where all of what I just mentioned happened, limiting their wishes, abiding by the rules provided, and considering the rights and needs of others. So it's kind of limiting and restricting in terms of the freedom of children, 